thought leadership is what differentiates you from all of the other people who do what it is that you do. Welcome to The Found Podcast with Molly Knuth, a podcast for women who are founding and getting found with their businesses online. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and my mission is to help women rewrite how we live and work on our own terms. We want to grow families, impact others for the better, and be a positive force in our communities. But we also want to have a fulfilling life, you know? In the past six years, I've gone from being a stay-at-home mom to a freelance social media marketer to a hashtag boss babe, managing client needs, talented team members, and my husband and four kiddos on our little farm here in Eastern Iowa. And what I've learned in that time is that it's not just about going full force or any one-size-fits-all strategy for a business owner. It takes you leaning into your unique gifts, intuition, and goals, and learning who you are as a person along the way to founding this business. So come along for lessons and stories from female founders growing and scaling their businesses through energetics, tried and true tactics, and high vibe personal growth. Be ready to get found. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Found Podcast. Today we're talking about a newer concept. Maybe you've heard it before, but I guarantee even if you haven't heard this phrase, you know what it is. We're talking thought leadership. Now, let me set the stage here. If I ask you, who do you follow for advice about parenting? Who do you follow for advice about email marketing? Who do you follow for advice about how to tune your engine for your car? Who do you follow for home decor? Who do you follow for makeup tips? Who do you follow for style strategies? I guarantee you have someone from one of those categories who you follow online or you subscribe to their email newsletter or you watch their YouTube videos because they teach you things. They show you how to live your best life, how to apply that foundation and concealer, how to check the oil on your car, how to set up a flow desk welcome sequence. Whatever it is, these people, if you had a name that went into that fill in the blank a little bit earlier, those people are thought leaders. Thought leadership is the expression of ideas that demonstrate that you have expertise in a particular area. And I would argue that all of us are thought leaders in particular areas or particular skills in our own lives. We may not be positioning ourselves as thought leaders, but I know that you have some gift, whether it's innate or whether it's through training and education, but there are things that you do and you have a particular way of doing it that is proprietary to you that you can teach to someone else. And when you go through that process of actually demonstrating it and teaching it, In that process, you are being a thought leader. Now, I didn't make up that definition. I actually learned it from someone who I consider a thought leader, Hannah Nieves of Hannah Nieves Consulting. Earlier this fall, I sat in on one of her events. It was a free masterclass that happened over the course of several days, but it was about thought leadership and how that like helps you get found online through visibility strategies. So You know, I love talking about getting found. And so this was of particular interest to me. So as I was sitting through day one, you guys, day one of the deliverables in this program, 
she shifted my mind about what thought leadership was. You see, years ago, as I sat down and was going through my Rachel Hollis Rise Daily Journal, I can't, what was that even called? There was a specific name for it. But anyway, when I was at the height of my Rachel Hollis and Dave Hollis, Hollis co-following, I had those daily journals and each day you had to jot down 10 things you were grateful for and 10 big goals that you had. And as I was writing out my goals, the goals didn't change. It was just meant to be like a habit that you established. And then through repetition, those goals would help manifest. And one of the goals that I had was to establish myself as a thought leader. I didn't necessarily have a particular subject that I wanted to be a thought leader in, but I was going to work towards being a thought leader. And by doing steps A, B, C, like figuring out what I'm a thought leader in, figuring out where I need to do this thought leadership at, and figuring out what thought leadership steps actually looked like, then I would be a thought leader. That's how I thought it worked. But in sitting through Hannah Nieves' very first day, remember, day one of her free training, I learned that in the process over these last several years of just doing what I was doing, I was already a thought leader. I thought that thought leadership came after I did certain things. But thought leadership happens when you are being an educator, being a mentor, being a teacher, being a sharer of knowledge and information. That's when you are a thought leader. So why am I sharing this with you today, listener? Because I feel, and I've known this for years, but I didn't have a name or a word to put with this feeling and idea. Thought leadership is what differentiates you from all of the other people who do what it is that you do. And as you have listened to my teachings and my examples and my tips, you can see how thought leadership was sprinkled in throughout all of that. Because if you're a boutique owner and you're positioning yourself based on having the cutest, most recent styles, there are a million other boutique owners in the United States who do that same thing. But if you, in your marketing, are taking these new, unique styles and showing how to pair them with boots or pair them with the right kind of jean or showing them in a variety of body types or skin tones, then you are being a thought leader because you are positioning yourself in a way that shares your unique opinions, your unique ways of going about this styling process. And that is going to help people remember you versus the person down the street who is only doing flat lays with her new product, which isn't a problem, but it's just a different way of going about it. And the person who shares and educates and brings that different leadership style to the table, that's who's going to be memorable when the person in your ideal audience is looking for that new shirt to wear out this weekend to the concert. So in today's episode, we've already defined what thought leadership is, but now we're going to go in a little bit deeper and talk about how thought leadership in your marketing for your small business is going to set you apart, differentiate you, and help you get found by your ideal audience. Let's go. Okay, so as we just shared, thought leadership is important because this is what helps present you as the go-to in your industry. 
not just an option among a million other options for what it is that you do or what it is that you sell. So when you're thinking about how do I establish myself as not just someone who offers this product or service, but really as someone who is a leader in this field, this is what I recommend. Number one, in the process of being a thought leader, becoming a thought leader, first you have to get clear on what your why is. That's right. We're not talking about positioning ourselves based solely on what we sell or what we do. This is important because someday down the road, you might evolve. You might change. You might want to take your business in a different direction. And if we build our business and our identity solely on what it is we do and sell, when the time comes that we want to evolve and change, then we're kind of losing that identity for our business too. But When we get clear on what our deeper goal is, that deeper why, and as you'll hear in a couple episodes from now with our special guest who is upcoming, Mariah Danielson of Wander Design Co., who I love, but she's going to walk us through the importance of finding your why and how to do that. But when we know what that why is, that deeper meaning that drives us forward, then no matter what we decide to bring into the business, no matter which pivot we decide to take, then we can still ground ourselves in why it is we're doing this in the first place. So for me, for example, I'm still fine-tuning this, but my why is helping women in small towns rewrite and redefine what it means to live and work here. And so whether I'm doing that by teaching social media strategy, whether I'm doing that by teaching email marketing, whether I'm doing that by hosting a podcast that speaks to this particular audience or hosting an event, All of those things come together because they're grounded in my why. And it's not that my why is to just teach you the newest thing about social media that you need to implement in your strategy because that's going to change from month to month or week to week or day to day. Or who knows, maybe a year in the future, we're not using social media. Or maybe I just want to talk about email marketing forever. So I can do that when I'm grounded in my why. And I'm creating my thought leadership content around that why, not so much the tactics, but keeping everything tied back into that deeper why of why I'm here. So if you are a boutique owner, yes, maybe you sell gorgeous, high quality leather apparel or quality linens or sustainable goods. And when you sell those things, one of your purposes in this season might be to help people like find the hottest styles at an affordable rate. But that deeper why I would be willing to bet is because you care about that smile that's on their face when they emerge from the dressing room and they feel confident and look like their fucking best self. Sorry, guys. Now that we have this new identity for the podcast, sometimes I'm going to slip an F-bomb here and there. So we'll put, make sure to put the explicit mark on these episodes. But I would be willing to bet that if you're like a boutique owner or a stylist of some kind, yes, the what you sell is important. But I bet you it's because of the deeper effect that what you have in your store or in your salon has for the person you are helping. And that is your why. So in the first step of becoming a thought leader, first you need to know what that why is. What is that deep meaning, that deep fulfillment, that deep goal that you have? Okay? Step two. Now let's talk about who it is you most want to help through your products and your services. So when we are being thought leaders, 
And especially in small towns, I feel like we like to have this attitude of like, yes, I can help everybody. You know, I'm guilty of that just as much as the next person. But when we are thought leaders, we are at our best when we can really define and narrow down who it is that we help. And so if you are in a small town, you can say, I help people who are within a 30-mile radius around Cascade, Iowa. Or you can say, I help women in small towns. Or I help moms who are in the fourth trimester. Or I help hairstylists build websites. So when you can be very specific about who it is that you help, you have a better chance of being heard through all of this noise and all of this other content that is created by other people in your industry every day. And when you can really hone in on who it is that you help, not only can you be heard and be found, but also you know exactly how to speak to your ideal audience. You know exactly what memes and gifts are going to resonate and land with them. You know exactly what kind of vocabulary they use, and you can use catchphrases and pop culture references that are going to really land. So for example, when I talk about American Girl Dolls, because my ideal target audience is a woman in a small town who has a business, she's likely going to be somewhere between the ages of like 25 and 55. But they, people in that age demographic know what an American Girl Doll is. And so I can make those stories land with that audience. I can talk about NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and the posters that were on my wall of Leonardo DiCaprio because people in that age group know they can connect through these stories. They have that same similar lived experience. And on the flip side, if I tried to make a joke about a carburetor, that might not land with my ideal audience. Like for example, a couple of years ago, I tried to make this post really work and I had a great idea and it was about puppies and dogs and how this exactly tied into the workshop that I was promoting at the time. I can't remember. But all of a sudden, I decided to off the wall, like use this image of a dog, and I compared it. I really did tie it together to what I was selling. But because that wasn't necessarily something I had talked about before, and it wasn't necessarily something that was a universal value of my audience, it did not land. And so when you have this clear idea of who it is that you help and you serve, you are better able to hone your marketing in on exactly what will resonate with them. So step one in becoming a thought leader, get clear on your why. Step two, identify who it is you most want to help through the products and the services that you offer. Step three, I want you to break down your specific tactics, approach, and perspectives that you utilize yourself and you help your clients and your customers with in order to get results. So for example, if my why is to help Women in small towns rewrite the way they live and work. I know that I'm talking to women ages 25 to 55 who live in communities of less than 25,000. Then I can say, okay, how do I help these women rewrite the way they live and work? So I might say, this is one way to get found in your small town. And I'll talk about email marketing. Then when I'm doing the email marketing, I can break down my specific tactics and approach. So I can say, well, my recommended software is Flowdesk. So here's how I use Flowdesk. This is um, the sequence that I use for my welcome. This is how I structure my regular deliverables via email. And I can jot down or I can even create offers and packages around my specific method for email marketing so that I can help this new version of small town small business owner and entrepreneur get found using 
email marketing, which wasn't available 20 years ago to everybody. So through that, I've incorporated my why, I've incorporated my ideal audience, and then I'm incorporating step three, which is my specific method, my specific workflow, my specific tactics of how I do this. So for you, you might have a specific process, if we go back to our boutique owner, of finding and matching a person's needs with their style, with what you have to offer. So maybe you have a specific set of questions that you walk through when you're doing a consultation, and you can put that into a blog post, or you can talk about that in a podcast, or put it into a swipeable carousel on an Instagram post. But I guarantee that each of us listening, no matter what our industry, we have a specific method that we use to guide what we're doing in our daily work or in our daily lives. And step three of being a thought leader is kind of removing yourself from just like the monotonous, mundane, you could do this on autopilot kind of work to really looking at it with a critical lens and saying, how is what I'm doing unique and different? How is this something that not everybody knows and not every person in my industry incorporates into their own business? And how does this position me as a leader? So it really does kind of take you stepping back and getting a little bit meta and critically think about what you do within the day-to-day of your business and start to document that. And you can document that on paper or in photos or as a video. But this step three is really pivotal in establishing you as a thought leader. And then step four, as I already kind of previewed, Step four is creating content that shares those tactics or perspectives with your ideal audience. And there's a lot of ways that we can do this. So you can create social media posts that share this out. As I referenced that carousel, that swipeable post that works on Instagram, you can definitely share a process through carousel posts on Instagram. Also, what's working really well on Instagram and Facebook right now in this moment of 2022 is storytelling. So to create a helpful post that walks somebody through your unique process, you can share a story about a particular client or customer who you helped. So let's take an example of a hairstylist, and you could tell a story about a guest who came in and sat at your chair. Say she used a home box color kit. And she was coming into you because it didn't take the way she wanted it to. And rather than giving her this beautiful, like dimensional auburn brown, it turned her hair into a flat, like mousy, browny gray color that she just did not want. And so when she came in, she had this desire. She wants to have dimensional auburn hair. But what she came with was what you're seeing right now. So to establish yourself as a thought leader in this story, you need to go to the next step and say, here's what I did for her. So this is where you incorporate your specific tactics, perspectives, and skill in order to get the client the end result. And then at the end of that story, talk about like what was the result? How did the client feel? What did she say about her experience and her hair afterwards? What did her body language say? Was she more confident? Was she happier? Could she not quit smiling? Was she posting selfies on Instagram so she could share with her friends about the amazing job you did and how you transformed her hair and her self-confidence? So in stories, you can still incorporate your thought leadership, but you just have to frame it in that perspective. Let's use another example of maybe a service provider for, um, oh, I guess that is a service provider. Uh, Let's talk about a product. So let's say that you are 
selling water bottles. And you are selling water bottles that have these cute, punny statements on them that really resonate with 20-something females. So your goal, your ultimate reason for having these is because you want people to know the importance of being hydrated and how that helps people look and feel and perform their best. And you do this right now by having these water bottles that people can't get enough of, and it really says a lot about their personality. And so it becomes kind of a pop culture or a statement about them. And through this product, so how can we create content that establishes you as a thought leader? So you can, um, you can share out on social media posts some statistics about how underhydrated people are. You can share stories about a time when you had like significant headaches and then all of a sudden you realized, oh my gosh, I didn't drink water for the past two days because I've been at this music festival. And so you hydrated and it really did make a difference in how you felt. Or more particular to your point of your product, you could say how a conversation was started because somebody had their water bottle at a library or a co-working space. And as someone was walking by, they made a comment about the phrase that was on the water bottle. It created this connection between these two female business owners. And look, now they're doing a collab and they've started this brand new business. I mean, wouldn't that be a fantastic story to read? And then you could tag those women in the post. It'd just be a win-win for everybody all around. (laughs) But that's just an example of how you can create helpful posts, even as a product-based business. And they don't have to come from like a salesy, buy this, here's our new colors. I mean, they obviously can. But if you want to incorporate some of those thought leadership, like really changing the way that people are thinking and being, then through story or through helpful educational tips and tactics are great ways to do that. As a thought leader, you don't just have to rely on social media to help get your message out. You can also do things like host events and bring in other people who are experts in your industry or give people the option to experience what it is you do. So if you have a boutique, you can host a VIP event and you can have your styling services for free or at a discount. Um, You can have a new product launch that goes hand in hand with that event. Or you could bring in other people in your local community to bring in drinks or food or some customizable artwork to really make the whole event come together. But then you're positioning yourself as a leader, a supporter of small business, of like really grounding into your why of making people feel better. And this way you're doing it through food, drink, style, and art, which would be a win-win-win-win. So even through thought leadership, this can be shared in blogs. It can be shared in podcasts. It can be shared through your email list. It can be shared in the conversations you're having at in-person interactions, through the speeches you're giving at um, conferences and workshops, through the things you say yes to in sponsoring or in going to schools and being a guest speaker or presenter in some of their classes. So there's a ton of different ways that you can really be a thought leader in a variety of marketing avenues. And when you are positioning yourself with these unique perspectives and with this unique approach, kind of like we said earlier, The reason that this is important is because you become the go-to in your industry. You're not just another person who is spouting social media advice. You're giving the advice that works right now with an authoritative demeanor, with a confidence 
that maybe isn't coming through with other people. And then it's really honed in on the specific part of the market that you're helping, not just anybody out there. And another reason I think this is super important and something I told my clients, even in the early days of my business at Molly Knuth Media, is that we want to position ourselves in this regards, even though I didn't know it was called thought leadership at the time. But the real underlying reason for this is because our products and services won't always reach our ideal audience at a time that works best for them to enroll or buy. But when we present them with unique perspectives or a memorable story or fascinating results, we will be at the top of their mind for when the time is right for them to make that purchase or make that investment. Because you know as well as I do, you don't need a haircut every day. You can't always afford the newest, coolest pair of tennis shoes. Or maybe you have already committed yourself to a specific program for your business and you're not ready to invest in something else quite yet. But if you can share the stories of people that you've helped get massive results, or you can share a testimonial of a client who was just transformed through the services that you offered, and you can do it in a unique way that gives that special something, that it factor that only you bring to the table, you will be memorable in that ideal client's mind for when they do have the time or they do have the budget to invest in your products and services. And that's why thought leadership is so, so important. And remember, even if you don't feel like you're a thought leader right now, Go back to my example from the very beginning of this episode. I didn't think when I was writing down all of those goals in my Hollis Co. daily journal, I wish I could remember what the name of that was. The Start Today Planner. Thank you to nobody, um, somebody in my head. Um, But when I was writing down all of those goals in my Start Today Planner, I didn't know either what a thought leader was. I thought I would be a thought leader after I checked off this list of tasks or after I completed all these actions. But in the process of just sharing, documenting, creating, podcasting, and posting, I was being the thought leader I always wanted to be. So you don't have to do anything exceptional. Just go back to those four steps and share it with your audience in whatever medium or format feels best to you. Get clear on your why. Identify who it is you most want to help through your products and services. Break down your specific tactics and perspectives that help your clients and customers get results. And then go into creating the content that shares those tactics, perspectives, and results for everybody to see. Mmm, so good. This had me fired up. I hope you got some great takeaways from this episode. And if you have any unique perspectives on thought leadership or examples of ways thought leadership has impacted you personally or professionally, I'd love to hear it. Hit me up on Instagram in the DMs, or you can reach out hello at mollyknuthmedia.com with your story. I can't wait to hear it. I'll be back next week with a great interview that I am honestly pumped to deliver. And I know you're going to love the guest as much as I do. So make sure that you come back for our next episode of the Found Podcast. And until then, have fun getting found. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening in to the Found Podcast. If you loved what you heard in today's episode, please head over to the Found Podcast on iTunes or Spotify and leave us a review. 
it means so much to know how you think about these episodes where I pour out my heart or to know what strategies you found most effective from our guest experts. While you're there, you can also check out that library of 100 plus episodes of stories of female founders and successful strategies for getting found in your business. Thank you again for being here this week and I'll be back with even more in next week's episode.